In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me, my co-host, I was going to say psychic investigator, but that wouldn't be right, the ghost fighter no. general himself, Mr. Richard Felix. Good afternoon and good evening to you. How are you? How are you doing? I've heard you had a busy weekend. Oh, my God. I tell you what, yes. Listen, I've had, uh, well, I'm, I've, I did a ghost, I mean, you do know that England's not very big compared, <laughs> compared to, where, to where you are. Yeah, I mean, um, I did, uh, oh, God, I did, well, about 1,200 miles, um, which is quite a lot because England is hardly, I don't, I don't think the whole length and breadth of England is more than about 600 miles. Uh, yeah, I was in York doing a ghost event, a ghost walk on, on Thursday, I then drove all the way to a place called Middlesbrough, which is near Newcastle, to do a ghost hunting event at Acklam Hall uh, for a charity, for a, for a hospice that, that was doing an event up there. Oh. Then I drove all the way from uh, Middlesbrough right the way down to Kent on the south coast to do a charity for uh, a fantastic charity called Help the Heroes which, of course, is to, to help wounded soldiers coming back from Afghanistan. Oh, what a great cause. It's absolutely fantastic. And I did it in a play, uh, Oh, uh, Ron, you, if you, when, it, when you come to England, you must come to Fort Amherst. It's an old Napoleonic uh, brick-built fort under the ground, built into the chalk with tunnels underneath it like you've never... Oh, it was, it was fantastic. Um, really good. And i tell you what, they have reenactors there, just... Just like I met when I was over with you in Gettysburg. Uh, mm-hmm. But these are obviously a sort of redcoats, Napoleonic soldiers. Right. Um, they were there. There's about 15 of them there. We had the most fantastic night. We'd raised a lot of money for um, Help the Heroes. And uh, we have a boxer over here. Have you heard of Frank Bruno? No, I haven't. Now, he's, he's a, a very, very famous boxer, English boxer, and he came along to the event as well. And he's a huge, he must be six foot, God no, six foot six, built like a, yeah, a, a, <laughs> built like I don't know what, and he's frightened the ghost. Ah, so he's, he's kind of my build, then, you're trying to say, right? No, he's a big <laughs> man, I'm telling you, he absolutely, in fact, if, any, if anybody goes onto Facebook, my Facebook page, and has a look, there's a picture of me with Frank Bruno, and he, I look like a little dwarf, and he was great, he raised, helped us raise a lot of money, 
But I tell you what, there's this big guy and he's frightening goes. And then, to finish, it was Valentine's Day, of course, on Sunday, and I drove all the way back to Derby to do an event at Derby Jail, uh, ghost stories uh, with uh, love connections, sort of crimes of passion uh, in Derby Jail on, on Sunday night. Oh, that's very and good. So it's been great. And I tell you what, I've been looking at uh, some some bits from a new book that's coming out, mm-hmm. uh, something to do with 365 ghosts. I don't even want to look at that book. <laughs> I tell you, I, did, did you I, I've been locked in the bunker writing for I don't know Valentine's Day. I spent with Maureen uh, instead of our significant others, so that that's how bad that was. <laughs> uh, but it is done, and, and it's a cool book. It's uh, you know 365 ghost stories from around the world, and uh, I'm really excited about it. It's coming out in September next year, and of course, Ghost Chronicles, uh, our our new book, I mean, came out last September, is uh, available on Amazon UK too as well. But anyways, we actually have a great show. Uh, you ever hear of the Wookiee Caves? Of course I have. Indeed, down in Taunton, down, down in Somerset. Uh, yes, indeed. I've heard of them, and there's the Witch of the Wookiee Caves, apparently. Guess what? We have the Go Witch. On. We have the Witch with us right now. No, no, I didn't. I yeah, didn't know that. Hello. Hiya. Hi. Wow. And this is Fiona. She is the Witch from the Wookiee Caves. Yep, that's uh, right. And Carry on, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gobsmacked, guys, because I didn't... Uh, Ron told me that we'd got someone coming on from the Wookiee Caves, and I knew that they were looking, they'd been looking for a new witch for the Wookiee, but I didn't know we were having a witch on tonight. Wow. Sorry, I'll shut up. You carry on, my love. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyways, uh, Fiona actually had to... Uh, I mean, there were a lot of... They were looking for an official witch for the Wookiee Caves, and they had a... I don't know if you would say audition. Uh, maybe, I don't know, all the witches got around and threw lightning bolts at each other and whatever one was seeing the last. Fiona was it, I guess. That's how it worked. How did that work, Fiona? Yeah, that was right. Back in August in 2009, they had uh, auditions down at the site of Wookie Hole. And it was quite a fun day, actually. We'd, we had to prepare a one-minute uh, sort of skit to perform to a judge's panel to uh, see who would be the best witch for the job. And I, I came second on the day, and now I've taken up the role permanently for the next year, starting. I started on Saturday, actually. And it's going well so far. Yeah, and that's very cool. But uh, a lot of people don't know what the Wookiee Caves are and, and the story behind it, so I, I hope you can uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, certainly. Uh, the caves have been there for sort of thousands and thousands of years, and uh, there was, there's also a mill, an old paper mill that was first recorded of being there in Wookiee Hall in 1086, so it's been there a long time as well. That was actually mentioned in the Doomsday Book. And the paper mill's been on the site for many, many years. And uh, recently the uh, site has been bought over by Jerry Cottle, who is the circus impresario, and he's set up all the other activities to do at Wookiee Hall, but the caves are the main draw, obviously, to go down there. And the witch uh, she was legend of the Wookiee Hole Cave. She's been there for many years, and apparently the villagers that lived in Wookiee Hole didn't actually like the witch because she was accused of turning their milk rancid and crop failure and all sorts of horrible diseases. So what the villagers did, they asked a local father from the Glastonbury Abbot to come over and rid the caves of this witch, and he chased her into the caves and actually poured holy water all over her, and she has now been turned to stone. 
And you can see that inside chamber three, inside the cave. So what do you That's think of that, Richard? I think it's fascinating. She's a stalagmite, is that right? Uh, yes, she's a stalagmite. That's now, right. hang on a minute, I'm trying to think. Shine. A stalagmite is one that comes up from the ground. That's is that right. Cor- and a stalactite is one that drops down from the ceiling. That's correct, yes. You're told to remember that it's clinging on tightly to the ceiling and mm. the mite might just reach up one day. Oh, that's, yeah, so cool. that's a beautiful way, dude. Well done. So, of course, if it had been one that was coming down from the ceiling, it would have been a bat, wouldn't it? Not a witch. <laughs> yes, we have some bats <laughs> in the cave at the moment, actually. Oh, do you? Yes, there's a, they're greater horseshoe bats. And I think we've sighted four in the last couple of days. They're Gosh. clinging on to the roof of the cave. So but you've got all the ingredients. Witches, ghosts, and bats as well. Dracula. But wait a minute, wait a minute, Richard. There's more to this story. Go on, then. <laughs> there. Uh, go ahead, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, go ahead, Fiona. Uh, yeah, basically, we've uh, had most haunted the TV film uh, have been filmed in the caves. You uh, remember that, Richard, don't you? I just about remember it, Ronald. Yes, I did, did four years, 122 programs on most haunted. Long yeah. time ago. And uh, they said that they'd reported some cases of children that had been working in the mill many years ago um, mm. and were actually killed repairing some of the old mill machinery. And they'd been sighted inside the mill. And apparently also two divers that were uh, never made it back from diving expeditions inside the caves. They've been uh, reported to haunt the caves on some occasions. That's it, actually cool because uh, I've been doing a lot of reading about it. In fact, in, in our new book, uh, 365 Ghosts, one of the cha- uh, entries is, is on the Wookiee Caves. And um, it was the guys that first explored it originally, they designed equipment to do uh, underwater cave diving. They were spunk- spunkless, I think they're called or whatever. But anyways, um, yeah, they actually designed the equipment uh, for the a Wookiee cave dive, which was kind of cool. And, and there, there were two divers that, that passed away. But there's actually more to this, Richard. Come on, then. Tell me more. Come on, because I don't know. I mean, I've, I have to admit that I've never been. Um, I'm very upset because uh, if I'd only known more about it, because I've obviously done, many years ago, I did a DVD, uh, as I'm doing all over the country, Ghosts of Somerset. Uh, but I didn't know that Wookiee, Wookiee Caves was, was as haunted as I'm now hearing. I'm going to have to well, go back have to and come do volume down. two. I will. Too right, I will. I must come and do another volume two, I think. <laughs> Definitely. Come and visit the witch in the cave. Oh, so, so, so basically, these two divers. Oh, the, oh um, before, Richard, before we get on to the divers. Oh, come on, then. They, they, <laughs> they, were, they were exploring, okay? And guess yeah. what? You know, the, the legend of the Wookiee Caves is, is there was this old witch in the caves that That's used right. to have goats, and, of course, she cursed the town and everything else. So yep. they explored the cave, and guess what they found? They found her bones. Know. Bones? They, they found the old lady's bones in, a, in amongst a couple of other things. They found a door latch, an uh, alabaster ball, and uh, sort of a mortar and pestle style thing. So we know that she probably had a front door to the cave, and uh, also she kept a couple of goats. Exactly. And her bones can now be found in a local museum is in Wells. The witch's, the witch's bones or, the, or yeah, another the witch's, witch's? And I think all her other things as well, actually. But her bones are all laid out there. It was actually an amateur archaeologist called Herbert Bolsch who found her mm-hmm. bones. 
and uh, they're now appearing in the museum, which is just next to Wells Cathedral. Which, again, is another tourist attraction, obviously, now. But, but it doesn't matter, Richard. Do, do you understand the, the significance of this? Well, the only thing that I'm slightly confused about is that if the monk turned her into a block of stone, yes. how, can, how can her bones have been found? But, Richard, that's the whole mm. thing. You have to understand, and that, that's the coolest thing about everything. If it's a legend, right? Of course. All right. It's truth yes. to legends. So even though a legend just might be a story, there's truth to it. So this woman, had, yeah. there, was a witch, there was a witch of Wookiee Cave. Maybe yeah, she didn't I, turn I, into a, a stag knight. Maybe, you know, maybe a monk killed her somehow, some way, or something fell on him. We, I mean, the legend is he turned her. But the, the thing is, there's facts to go with it to back it up, which it makes it amazing. And that's the, the thing is, so many legends that we have that would say, oh, ta-ta with... Uh, you know, they're all full of uh, baloney. It, there's yeah, yeah. facts to them. Yeah, and that's what I love. That's what I'm, I'm really quite excited about what you've just said. Because, you know me, ghosts and history oh, go together. Okay. And it's a case of trying to prove it, uh, which it looks as if you've done, which I think is absolutely fantastic. But, I mean, my, my other theory on all of this is that, you know, we call these things legends, myths and legends. But for me, I, I believe that there's no smoke without fire. That, in fact, most legends are based on, on history in some way. But when you actually find the bones like that, with a, like as you said, with a pestle and mortar and, and various other things, then that just proves that, that it's real. I think it's fantastic. Right. I love it. So, I love so, it. So, Fiona, um, what is your job at the, at the Wookiee Caves? And, uh, uh, you know, if people want to go to it, do you have a website and all that cool stuff? Yeah, we do have a website which takes you to the main site. Uh, and my job generally is to, I, obviously I look like the witch when you come. I'm a green witch. And I just make sure that every, all the families have a great time, sort of meet and greet them and make sure they know where they're going so that when they go around the caves they're not too scared. Right, and of course the bad ones you put a little spell on them, right? Yes, but I tend to be a friendly witch when they first arrive so that they will go and look at our beautiful caves and not get too scared before they go in. So that, that's the cool thing about it, Richard. You can actually go in and experience history. But there are, there are supposed to be some ghosts in there. I mean, I know you mentioned the, uh, the ones that uh, most haunted uh, uh, investigated and found out, but there, I understand there, there is also supposed to be a, a, one of those cave guys in there, right? <laughs> we have lots of cave guys. I don't know if any have gone missing so far. But I'm sure over the years there must be a few accidents and stories that have been hold, heard and told. Tell you what I am really interested to, to know from you, Fiona. Um, yeah. Is obviously we're talking that these caves go back sort of some, you know at least fifty thousand years, and they reckon that that people have have lived in them, of course, as as people yeah. did in those days. Um, are there any stories of cavemen ghosts? Uh, the Celts were the first people, I think, that were, were known to live in the caves. Right. And uh, there's not much history surrounding them, really, no. apart from the fact that they moved out and then it was left empty for a while and then that's when the, the witch or the, the old lady, she moved in. I don't yeah. think we've got any remains as such like we have for the old lady. But mm. It's definitely known that they sought shelter up in the caves because it's, 11 degrees all year round, so it's actually very good uh, wow. temperature back in those days. 
And now, when you, very wait, 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 when you say very, 11 degrees, of course, you're attacking 11 Celsius. Yes, 11 degrees Celsius, and that's all year round. So in the summer, it's quite cool. But then again, in the winter, it's actually a lot warmer inside the caves than it is outside. This is obviously the shelter live. as well. It's perfect living conditions back then. And I'm told that it's a very good place also for storing cheddar cheese. Yes, that's correct. We have lots of cheese in the caves at the moment. Really? It's brought down from the local farm, and it's matured inside the caves, I think, for about a year before it goes onto the shop floors. Do you know about cheddar cheese, Ronald? Having a clue. Other no. than I eat it. Cheddar cheese must be the most famous cheese in the world. Um, originates, of course, I, I presume I'm right, from, from Somerset, from the Cheddar yeah, Gorge, cheddar. as it's called. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, cheddar, cheddar cheese. What, so what do you have over there, Ron? What sort of cheeses do you have? Oh, we have cheddar cheese. We have Munster oh, cheese. You. We have Swiss yeah. cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. But cheddar, I think, is probably the most famous. And there you are, you see, it's actually stored... In the caves at, at Wookie Hole. I mean, that's yeah, quite... That's right. There's a village, isn't there, as well, Fiona? Called, is, is the village called Wookie Hole? It is called Wookie Hole, and it's got the Wookie Hole pub and a few, few houses, and obviously the site of Wookie, uh, Wookie yeah. Hole itself, where, where all the caves are. Gosh. Very beautiful when you enter the village. Yeah. Well, would you, you like to... cottages? Like... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, there's quite a few little cottages. And uh, I think there's an antique store as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite yeah, fitting. Yeah. Yeah, you wow. know, it sounds, it sounds like a place that we ought to go. I think so. Uh, I yeah, know you come over, I'll take you. Yeah. You know what, Richard, in fact, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, they don't have uh, internet service in the caves, right, or, or telephone service or anything, do they, Fiona? No, they don't. Um, most of the telephone and internet connections are all down in the offices, in the, the mill the old building of the mill. There's, um, there's now, there's lighting has been set up inside the caves to help guests when they go through. And due to that, actually, a few plant life has started sprouting up. Really? Yeah, because it come, all the uh, sort of seeds come in on people's clothing. Mm -hmm. And then due to the, the lights that have been set up, it starts to grow and germinate. But the, gr the greenery will always be in a place where the lights are. Well, that never used to be there. Huh. That's, uh, that's actually kind of interesting. Then, uh, so we may be changing the environment, which, who knows, may bring the witch back. <laughs> Maybe. I, I, Fiona, I need to know something. Are you a real yes. witch? Oh! Uh, I am a real witch. Uh, you know when what? I'm I work in Wookie Hole. Right. Sorry, you, you, do you say you, you, say you live at Wookie, in Wookie Hole? Yeah, well, Wookie I live Hole. in the cave. <laughs> yes, of course you do. <laughs> you don't believe it, Richard? I don't know whether I do or not. I, I wouldn't mess with her, I'd tell you that much. <laughs> I need to know if you're a white witch. No, I'm a green witch. Oh I have a gosh. green face. Not all the time, I'll bet. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> when I appear at Wookie Hole Caves, I have a green face. All right. I see. Yeah. Oh, I'm very... But you are you are actually a witch. A, witch, no, a Wiccan, actually, I should say. And I don't practice witchcraft uh, when no. I'm not at the site. Only at the right. site, Richard. Yes. I see. But, but, so, but were you a witch before you were 
I think you're getting personal, Richard. I think you're getting really personal. No, I'm not getting personal. I don't want you to irk the the ire of the witch. I'm telling you that. (laughs) (laughs) I've got enough problems. No, I'm fascinated by the whole thing about witchcraft, and I just need, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in knowing more about what What did you have to do as your presentation um, in front of whoever it was to sort of, uh, to get you the job, to get you second place? Oh, okay. Um, basically, I wrote a one-minute monologue about the legend of the original Wookiee Hole Witch, but I did yeah. it from her point of view, so that she was very upset that, this Father Bernard had stormed into her house and was demanding for her to leave and that right. uh, it wasn't fair and that she has as much right to stay there as anyone else. So I did a, a little skit on that, really. <laughs> right. And, and, and how many people... Up on, oh, right. We were dressed up as witches on the day when we went in. There wow. was a lot of people, Richard. There oh. was, I think, 5,000 applicants in total. No! About 500 on the day. And you... You came second. Come on, what happened to yeah. the first, the, the one that was first, the, the winner? She, yeah, she won, and uh, unfortunately she couldn't continue. Um, she and, up, uh, did you put a spell on her, did you? Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet did you I did. Did I put a spell on her? No, I didn't put a spell on her. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what she says here, but uh, I, I, know, I know for I know, a fact I know. that she that's did. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I need to be very careful what I say here, Ronald. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you, Richard. You've got to be careful. But <laughs> Don't the caves mess are with cool. witches. Yeah, the caves are very, very cool. The legend is excellent. Like, as I mentioned, they have found the skeleton, so that mm, all fits really in with, with the legend itself. And the skeleton is, is on display at the uh, museum uh, that's not too far from there. And But there are, there are other things, too. I mean, I know that at the Wookiee Caves that they've, uh, they've got something for the, the whole family, actually, right? Yeah, that's true. We've got Dinosaur Valley. Uh, we've got the Fairy Gardens. There's the paper mill where you get to make your own paper. Uh, there's some crazy golf uh, with, in the Pirate Cave. And there's also the Circus School, which is perform shows twice a day in the Big Top Theatre. So that's quite good. The children are absolutely fantastic that do the circus. It's very impressive. Gosh. So really, what what is grown from from just you know as we've said a, a legend um in in a cave has now is is, is becoming fast becoming a um, a major tourist attraction for somerset absolutely it's supposed to That's be uh, somerset's top t- tourist attraction i think it what was quoted the other day that's really fantastic yeah that's that's, yeah. What, that's what it should be that's how it should be that's wonderful but it just goes to show how fascinated we all are the, the, the general public, you know, today, uh, about witches, ghosts, magic, oh, you know, paganism, all this sort of stuff. It's fantastic. Now, the interesting part is is when most haunted went in there. Uh, do you know the, who the psychic they used at the time, uh, Fiona? Do I know what, sorry? Who, who the psychic was with uh, most haunted when they went in? No, I don't, unfortunately. I wasn't around when they It must have been um, Brian Shepard, I would think. Brian Shepard. Okay, so he's the guy that he's the the one that guy that draws people, right? That's right. He's the guy we had on the show a few few months ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You remember? Yeah, and he he, as you quite rightly say, he's a psychic artist. Um, pretty. I'm pretty sure it was. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure it was Brian who went there. But unfortunately, I've not heard much about what happened. I'd be very interested to know more. Yeah, I, I would too. We will have to have uh, uh, Brian back on and 
discuss it with them. So uh, what's coming up at the uh, Wookiee Caves? Anything particular as far as, uh, I mean, first of all, is, is the caves at all, do, do they open it up to paranormal investigating or is it just strictly tours? Well, we've had um, all sorts of things where we can conduct weddings inside the cave. Uh-huh. And also they do a lot of filming uh, for sort of TV shows. And we had David Tennant in last year filming for Doctor Who. Really? Uh, yeah, and that Rachel. was a Christmas special uh, this year, just gone. So that was, uh, he was in last April, I think. And then the, the series that was filmed was on at Christmas. So it's all sorts of things can be done in the caves. It's not just for tourists. Obviously, that's the, the main draw to come to the caves is mm-hmm. to... The but the, the, the but, more yeah, TV definitely. shows that the more TV shows that come, of course, the more the more Joe public will come along to visit afterwards, Absolutely. won't they? That's the, the fabulous thing. I believe you, you that they filmed um, a series of Robin Hood um, yes, I think they in did. the caves, and also yeah. Harry Potter. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's all. Yeah, there's uh, lots of uh, different things that have been filmed there. You know, the cool thing about this, uh, Richard, is, uh, you know, places like Wookiee Cave is that it gives the opportunity for people to go to a site that, you know, there there has been paranormal uh, activity, and, you know, you can go there under controlled situations and, and not have to worry about being, uh, you know, killed by the ghosties. Absolutely right. No, right. You're, you're, you're right. But I think and you right. get to experience course. history at the same time, which is really, really cool. That's right, and of course the other thing is you see being being in in Somerset, which is the southwest peninsula uh, of England, you know, I it's a, a seaside. Well, it's just it's just, it's a bit that sticks out on the um, at the bottom right hand side of of England, Devon, Somerset, and Cornwall, mm-hmm. um, and it's a huge a huge area for people to come for, to the seaside. Um, so tourists during the summer. Um, absolutely flock to it. It's a lot warmer down there than it is in, in other parts of, of, of England. And, uh, you know, they now have a, a fantastic place to come and visit while they're on holiday, which is which is absolutely fantastic. Right. And they look for ghosties. And witches. And witches. And witches. And witches. <laughs> what's your so, take, Fiona? Sorry, what's your take, Fiona, on, on, on witches and witchcraft yourself? Oh, you run that witchcraft bit, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm onto it. Yeah, I want to get, get. I want to get into this. <laughs> well, obviously, when uh, I went to the audition last year, I chose to go as a green witch because I'd grown yes. up with the sort of the legend, not only the legend of the Wookiee Hole being Somerset born and bred myself, right. but also uh, all the old TV shows that I'd seen. Obviously, The Wizard of Oz and mm. now Wicked that's on in the West End. They're all the green witches. So that's why I chose to become a green witch. Yeah. when I did it. And I uh, actually studied a lot about witch hunting uh, during my university degree. Oh, right. So I, we have I, an educated witch, which is even Yeah. Cool. Yeah, dangerous. That was very interesting. So, so Fiona, do you, uh, do you venture in the, the caves by yourself at all, or are you just with people at all times? Uh, well, I tend to go around with the tour group, with right. the tour guide as well. So uh, it's quite nice to go around with the group as the tourists, they get to see me in the caves. Right. Have you, ever, have you ever been by yourself? That's what I'm trying to find out. Yeah. Uh, not yet, but uh, I'm sure over the course of the year, I'm sure I'll be in there by myself. And so far, I mean, I know it's, you're fairly new. Uh, what is the feeling you have about the caves? I mean, how, does, how, do they, uh, how do they feel to you, I guess is the word, is feel. 
I mean, what, what impressions do you get from them? Uh, I just think it is amazing when you walk up towards the cave, all you see is the greenery on the outside, and you've no idea that such beauty is just underground. Mm -hmm. It's just unbelievable. And luckily, due to the mining, we can now see so many more of the chambers than we could have done before. Welcome I mean, we... Well, Radio sorry about that, but we have to take a break. Edge. We'll be right back after the phone message. Coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it at no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Colwell and Corey Colwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with Green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick. Uh The number is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. If you have a question for Fiona, the witch of the Wookiee Caves, or you can uh, give, you, give us your question in the Tojinet chat room or the Pararex chat room. So, Fiona, I, I know that we, I kind of got cut off a little bit, but uh, you was, I actually was asking you, I think, about... Uh, the feeling or impressions you got at, at the cave, and so if you want to reenter that for me, reiterate that for me, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. I was just basically saying that from the outside, it doesn't look uh, that amazing. You're just seeing the sort of the, the cliff face with all the greenery, but when you get inside, you don't actually realize how big and how deep these caves go into the the Mendip Hills. It's quite fascinating. Some of the the chambers are so tall, you could fit about three up to nine double-decker buses inside. It's quite oh fascinating. God. Yeah. Wow. Really I didn't realize. I, I imagined little caves that you wandered through, you know, like sort of potholders do and that sort of thing. You're talking some of caverns. Of the, the, yeah, I mean, some of the ceilings are quite low in some points. So you've got to yeah, bend yeah. sort of in half. But uh, some of them are so tall, you can't even see the roof. And obviously, there's the river axe is running through the caves in yeah. a lot of the different chambers. And actually, there's 26 being discovered so far, but only uh, nine are available to the public because the rest are underwater, which is why uh, you need the deep-sea diving gear to be able I to see. go and do the cave dives. God. And how deep are they, these, these caves, these ones with water in? 
miles and miles deep. I, th- I think it, I can't know, I don't know the exact, uh, sort of the exact number, but I think it's right. a good thousand feet down. Gosh. And then there's that one of the, the last cave, Cave 26, they actually haven't hit the bottom yet. So there could even be more caves after that point. Oh, now that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> to me. That's As I mentioned, two, two of the uh, cave divers have died in, in the cave. Yes, exactly. And their ghosts mm. apparently still haunt the place. Yeah. Oh, I see. So I think it's uh, about a mile and a half into the rock face. Well, the cave and how goes. far can the public go go in? I mean, I presume it's lit up, is it, and different coloured lights and that sort of stuff yeah, in there? Yeah, there's or? different coloured lights. And also there's been a... We, they blasted a tunnel like the miners used to do to get through from Chamber 3 through to the other chambers, because before right. you would have had to finish in Chamber 3. But now they've blasted a tunnel that takes you all the way through to Chamber 9. And a, right. a series of steps and sort of walkways allows you to get through. Now, you know, I'm thinking if they blew, blew in there, maybe, you know, maybe that would disturb the witch too and, and the spirits as well. So, interesting. That's amazing. Other places you can actually sort of go on a boat in there as well? There is a boat in the middle of the, I think it's the Witch's Kitchen that it's named, and that yeah. sits in the in the River Axe, which is in the middle of the chamber. But uh, the tourists don't get to go onto the boat itself. I think it's just more as a sort of sightseeing bit in the caves. Oh, and some, somebody actually uh, in the Parax chat room wanted to know exactly where the caves are. So you, they're in uh, Somerset, England, right? Yes, that's right. It's in uh, Wells, just near Wells in the village of Wookiee Hole itself, and that's in Somerset in England. Now, now Wells, I always get that mixed up. Is that, that's... David Wells. Ha-ha, <laughs> cute. As in W-E-L-L-S, <laughs> not Wales, the country. Okay, so, I mean, is that like on the east coast of, of England, the west coast? Uh... Uh, Somerset is the southwest, and Wells is uh, just sort of in the west region of Somerset. Okay. All right, Fiona, we want to thank you so much for coming on. Anything you'd you like to add? No, I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered everything there. I did. And I <laughs> are you open all year round? Uh, we are open all year round. The Witch is appearing at weekends and school holidays at the moment, wow. though. Obviously, You're that's when we get the main main people through. Most of the weekly uh, are just school tours. Mm-hmm. Right. Fantastic. And once again, I, I think it would be a great place to investigate. If I ever get over there, Richard, you know? You will. I'll bring you down there, don't worry. And we, we, we definitely got to get down here because I, I, I've never done, I mean, I've done uh, hundreds and hundreds of investigations. I don't think I've ever done a cave. They are. That should be good. We'll do have that. you? Have I done a cave? Yeah. Um, yes, I have. I've done a cavern. Um, that's funny enough why I asked Fiona about water because we've got a couple in... Um, in Derbyshire, um, of caverns under, under the ground, uh, obviously they're under the ground, and one of them you actually go on a boat trip, um, you know, sort of like half a mile underground. Um, and again, one of them's, funnily enough, supposedly haunted uh, by the ghost of Mary, Queen of Scots. She gets around, doesn't she? Oh, she's everywhere. Her ghost is probably the most prolific ghost you'll ever meet. Um, as I'm I sure got to say goodbye to uh, Fiona right now, Richard, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be right back in okay. a minute. Uh, uh, Fiona, thank you so much. Once again, the website is? Uh, I think it's www.wookiehole.co.uk. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, nice to talk to bye you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Ronald, that was good. You still there, Ronald? Okay, that's very strange. Ronald has disappeared into a cavern. I th <laughs> I think I think the witch of Wookiee Hole has taken him with her because he's totally disappeared. Ronald, uh, yeah, come well, back to us. She put she put the spell on me. What can I tell you? I put a spell on you. Is that what happened? Did you I, I don't disappear know. from your from your from your computer and and um, I think I think that's what happened. And you ended I, I up tell you, in a I tell you though, Richard, she sounds like a babe, but I mean, that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're right. If I you honestly like... was concerned for you then. In fact, it should have been me that was taken, not you. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, I have to be corrected. I said I never did a, uh, um, a okay. cave before, and uh, one of the guys in the uh, chat room has to remind me, yes, I did. I did Dungeon Rock. Do you know anything about Dungeon Rock? No. Dungeon Rock is actually a pretty cool story, Richard. Um, mm. it's, it's also is it in, in the, the book? book? It's in the book. <laughs> but it, it's actually uh, it's, it's actually pretty neat. Um, there was a, a um, pirate. I don't know if you want to call him. But I guess you'd say a pirate. Uh, yeah. it, supposedly the, the theory is this, there was these pirates. They landed in Lynn Harbor. Uh, they came off the boat with a, a treasure chest, yeah. and they headed in. And of course, the British were there, and. They went on foot to try to intercept them, and they did, and they captured three of the four pirates, and one of the pirates escaped with the treasure chest, and he went in, and he found a natural cabin called uh, Dungeon Rock, and he buried the treasure there, and he also lived there. And right. what happens, he went into town, and he would do little odds and ends. He would, like, uh, you know, mend uh, boots or do, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, for making money, and he lived there for the longest time. And then eventually there was a uh, minor earthquake, and the cavern collapsed, and he was killed. All right. Yeah, and so the treasure was never found. Okay, mm -hmm. fast forward 200 years. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a guy who has dreams, and in his dreams, this pirate comes to him and tells him where the treasure is. So yeah. he buys the land around Dungeon Rock, and this is the beginning of the spiritualist movement in the state of uh, Massachusetts. Right. And so him and his son spent years uh, supposedly being directed by the, the ghost of the pirate uh, yes. looking for this treasure. And? Doesn't find it. Ow! He dies. So oh, it's, it's, There's it's no still, justice in this world, is there? It, it's still there. The interesting thing is, you can go right, you know, it's a park, there's, there's no uh, lighting, there's no nothing, but you can go into the caves, and you can oh, really? look for this treasure. But I'll nobody's the, found it. I talked to the ghost. Oh, is it? And it's the ghost of the pirate that, that still it, haunts the... It's the ghost of the pirate. I say, what a smashing story. Yeah. And, and do people can't... go? Do people still they do. go in? They do. Yeah, uh, I, I went there with uh, Maureen and oh, right. um, Chris Belzano from Mass Paranormal Crossroads. Oh, yes, yes. And we, we went in there, and uh, actually Maureen started trans-channeling this dude, and it was, it was kind of interesting, but it, it was kind of a dangerous situation because, you know, she was trans-channeling, and it, we were in, like, a narrow cave, so it mm. kind of was a little, 
Uh, whatever. <laughs> but tell me something, Ronald. Yes. Didn't he tell her where it was? The treasure? Well, you know... The why about, didn't he tell her? The thing about trans-channeling is that, oh, first of all, if you were a spirit, why would you tell everybody your secrets, especially someone you don't know? Yeah, but it wouldn't be any good to the spirit, would it, now? It's still Do some possession. good why, in why, why, why does a person haunt the house? Uh, a lot of times they... Because they like was, it. Yeah, exactly. So they don't want to give it up. So maybe he doesn't oh, want see to where coming from. In other words, he's he's hanging. He possibly doesn't even know he's dead because of the nature of his of his death from the, from the from the cavern falling in on top of him or something like that. So in other words, he still thinks it's his treasure and he ain't going to let anybody have it. Oh, even if he think, even if he knows he's dead, he still thinks it's his still treasure not. and doesn't want to give it up. Going to let I anybody mean, have it? You know, greed. <laughs> greed there are is people one, like that out there. Right, greed is one of the deadly sins, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. That's, you know, why wouldn't it, you know what I'm saying? I understand where you're coming from. I, I totally accept what you say. Yeah. Uh, but isn't it a shame that he didn't tell Maureen? <laughs> yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, for both of you. <laughs> but but, but was, what was interesting is that uh, after uh, Chris took Maureen out of the cabin, and yeah. I stayed down there by myself in the, in the, mm. the pitch, pitch blackness, and uh, did some EVPs, and I did catch some EVPs, and I caught some sounds and stuff there uh, on the recorder, which was interesting. And if you want to hear this, by the way, you can go on to iTunes, uh, Ghost Chronicles on iTunes, and um, the show is called Dungeon Rocks. I don't know what episode mm. it is. There's 107 episodes of uh, Ghost Chronicles on iTunes. But, uh, yeah, uh, you can actually hear uh, Marlene Trans Channel, and you hear the, the story and everything else that goes along in, in our wow. investigation. So. Kind of but the EVP, the EVP didn't say. No, it didn't look, say. Look behind no, the big no, rock no. on the right hand side, because that's the, where the treasure is. The other thing too, uh, <laughs> while we were there, some of the chambers were flooded. Oh right, right. You know, you got to realize this is just a, a natural formation, uh, yeah. although it, people did live in it, but it's still, uh, you know, open to flooding and so forth. And at, at the time we were there, uh, a good portion of it was uh, flooded. So. Uh, that certainly has effect on it. Just a bit, yeah. But I'll tell you something that I've always found quite interesting, that um, obviously lots and lots of, of ghost stories all uh, uh, spring up around pirates, um, smugglers, mm-hmm. uh, and robbers, people like that, because really, what better way... And this is how I'm going back into the olden days when people really were in fear of, of, of ghosts in the sort of 17th, 18th century people people were really more frightened i think than they are now of of things that they didn't understand and and what better way to keep someone away from the cave where you stored your treasure or or the 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 churchyard where you'd buried the contraband or or the or the cellar under the pub where the where the the, the illegal brandy was being stored what better way of keeping people away than inventing a ghost story and I do believe that this is where some, some of the ghost stories have actually come from, have been invented by smugglers, pirates, and robbers to keep you away. Uh, you I don't know. You see, I'm a skeptic. I, I, I'm a skeptic. I, I, I don't as know, well. Richard. I really, I really don't believe in that. I, I think it, it, going on that legend thing. I, I think that all legends uh, just have some. Embellishments of facts is what I'm I do. About. I agree with you. I agree with you. 
You know, I mean, if you go and you dig to the roots of most legends, you're going to find facts. Something. Yes. Yeah. King Arthur, Sir Lancelot. um, Oh, come on. That's the only one I can think of at the moment. Dracula. uh, You know, the would have been Robin Hood. Yeah, Dracula, Uh, all that stuff. Yeah, Dick Turpin, um, Rob Roy, all all these famous people. Um, You know, as you quite rightly say, and I do agree wholeheartedly with you, Dig deep enough, and you will find someone. They may not have. They met, that might not have been their name. It may have been changed over the years. But there would have been someone around in Sherwood Forest mm-hmm. uh, that was that was hiding from from the sheriff of Nottingham or or what have you. Uh, yeah, there is, you know, no smoke without fire is what I say. Exactly, and and, and the, the cool thing is, I mean, you you say you you asked. You know, we, we've had this discussion before where you think that the ghosts are predominantly a uh, English-speaking thing. I mean, yeah. and during my during investigating my book, book I, I find that not right because yeah. we yeah. have accounts. I mean, forget the Bible; the Bible's full of ghosts. All right, don't even go there. Yeah, it is. But it is. It, we, if you go to um, uh, some of the writings of the early Greeks, I mean, one of our, our entries is about one of the first ghost hunters. Yes. You know, yeah. most haunted Greece. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not English speaking. I mean, English, I don't, as, as a people, weren't even around at that time. No, no, you're right. Absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, and I mean, the word uh, demon uh, is actually a Greek word for yeah. uh, disincarnate spirit, I think, or something like that. Um, you know, a Greek word. Uh, yeah. I, I, in fact, I, did you get the forward, by the way? Uh, it's. Kind of didn't make it in time. Oh, that's a shame. But you yeah, did get well, it. I Never sent mind. it to him. Yeah, I did send it to him. And, uh, oh, well, anyway. it's just that I actually put in there that I, I'm going to have to rethink some of my theories after uh-huh. after your book. Oh, there you, you go. Know. So, hey, look what you've done to me. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, Richard. It really is. And the more you deal with the paranormal, the more interesting it gets. I mean... Uh, you know, I, I, it's my biggest pet peeve is people tell you that things are this way only. You know, it's not true. Yeah. We don't right. know. You really don't know. There is, there is no expert. Um, you know, the greats like, uh, I can't even think of his name, the guy that just died there. Uh, oh. yeah, Hans Holzer. Hans Holzer, right. Hans Holzer. Yeah. Uh, Harry Price. I mean, these yep. guys here Edgar were great. Edgar Allan Poe, um, but, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Houdini. They, they don't know everything, you know? I mean, and look at, all right, look at Arthur Conan Doyle and, and Houdini. Okay, here you go. Two great guys, two, two intelligent people. Uh, yeah. They were friends at one time. And yes. In fact, uh, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle got them involved in the spiritualist movement. Uh, and Houdini realized that a lot of mediums at that time were just fakes. Yeah, and he spent but not all of them. He spent all his life trying to... uh prove it. Yeah, to debunk them. But yet, but yet, it didn't disturb uh, his love of the paranormal. He still no, believed not. in the paranormal. He still wanted to know more and was still enthralled with the, the death and spirits. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And as you know, I've said so often, you know, that uh, ever since life, sorry, should I say, ever since death started on this planet, however long ago that was, we, none of us really know, um, we have talked of the dead returning. Um, exactly. And all these people aren't deluded. You know, no, there's back to there is no smoke without fire. And yet the the fascinating thing about the whole damn thing is that we haven't got any proof. 
yet. But people like you and I, hopefully one day, because, I mean, you do realize that most of the, the, the big discoveries, the major discoveries on this planet were made by amateurs. Exactly. And that's what we are. Mm-hmm. Professional amateurs. <laughs> Professional amateurs. I, I like yeah. That. That's, that's, that's uh, we are. And, and you know, we, I mean, in England now, there are more people um, looking for ghosts than there are people going fishing. Really? Yeah, absolutely right. There are more paranormal groups around than fishing groups. You, you got a better uh, chance of catching a fish, I think. I think. Well, yes, you have. Absolutely right. But we, we, we are so fascinated. Now, the more of these people, that, I mean, some of, some of them are great. Some of them are fascinating people that, that are totally dedicated to what they're doing, just, just as you are. Um, and, and, you know, any ghost project. And, and, I mean, you, you are, look, you are, Real, you're 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 trying to prove or trying to find out more about it. Um, who knows one day whether one of these groups, your group, my group, somebody else's group, may just actually come across that tiny little bit of information that we need to actually give us some proof. And you, but but there is still, you know, I mean, the best medium in the world can't can't prove to us that they're talking. Or seeing a person standing in the room, um, you—you, you, I mean, you've got EVP, you've got photographs. Um, things have happened to you, as you know. Things have happened to me. Uh, you know, our famous little incident on, on Gettysburg. But, but, but I can't—I can't prove that to the rest of the world. I can't even prove it to you mm-hmm. that it happened. Apart from the, <laughs> the fact that you heard the—you um, know—you heard me rather concerned about what was going on. But you know. I could be a good actor. There's right. no proof at all. And yet we, we know, you and I especially, and, and, and people in our group, know full well that there really is something in it. There is life after death. You know, I, I think there will be a time when we definitely will do it. And I think, I that's, ca- I think that's called Armageddon. Oh, my gosh. I hope not. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, we'll, we'll all know one day, won't we? I suppose. Well, is, isn't that isn't that isn't that the theory of uh, Armageddon? Is that you know, I don't know. Tell me, tell me more. Tell me what it is, because I'm not sure. I mean, I, I presume obviously Armageddon's the the end of the world, isn't it? The, the ultimate battle between good good and evil. Oh right. When, when the when the dead rises. I see. Four so, of the apocalypse. So basically, um, if we, for instance. You know, I've, I've always said this, and I've, I've said it since I've started uh, ghost hunting, is that we are providing the uh, material for a ghost to appear by the amount of energy we are mm. using in the world, because this is the greatest amount of, uh, we're producing the greatest amount of energy in our history right now. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, I mean, there could be a, uh, a point, maybe that's the plan of, of the universe, the come. That yeah. with all the amount of energy, we eventually produce enough that opens a portal, which brings us Armageddon, the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's, well, I, I think we are. I think we're fast heading towards it. Where well, are we going? Well, you know, you know. I mean, dimensional. I mean, you, you, you don't know where ghosts are. I mean, they just may be huh. someone in another dimension. I mean, that's yes. the, the, the deal. But uh, yeah, parallel world or or, or or whatever. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But, you know, whether we're, I mean, I, I, I used to say, and I think when I came over to you last year, I was sort of saying, you know, I always say that eight out of ten ghosts can be explained. Uh, I still say it, but I've now changed it, because I now say ten out of ten ghosts can be explained. 
but not yet. Mm-hmm. You know, there, of course there is an explanation for what appears in your room at, at three in the morning and, and, and makes out, or, or you know, you, it looks like your dead grandfather and it, and it talks to you or it, it says, I wish I'd you know, said, I'd loved you and I, I, I wish I'd told you that more or, or whatever, or beware of what's happening tomorrow or whatever, or just the old lady that walks through the wall without looking at you. There is an explanation for it and it is real. It does happen. Too many people have reported these things and yet we don't know anything about it. We can't prove it. Yes. That's true. That's true. We will. I mean, 400 years ago, Ron, you know, we, we, we were terrified of sailing over the edge of the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we believed that the earth was flat. And right. we were frightened. Now, we've proved that you don't. But, you know, the silly part about this is that I don't know about you, but I personally haven't been on a world cruise. So, I haven't proved it for myself, but I believe people when they tell me. This is true. But you see where I'm coming from. So, you know, someone says, oh, I'm going on a world cruise. They say, oh, do be careful. Why? Well, you, you might fall off the edge. No, I don't. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go all the way around. I'll see you in six months. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. And off, off they go. But, but you know, I don't, I don't need proof because I believe people when they tell me. But when someone tells you they've seen a ghost, you say, the first thing he says, yeah, and how much have you been drinking last night? And, and you know, overtired, vivid imagination, too much to drink, deluded, making it up, mistaken, mm-hmm. anything but there are ghosts. And you well, know it, I know <coughs> there are ghosts. Excuse me. Well, Richard, I know we're just about out of time. And, oh. and you know what? For Valentine's Day, can you give us one of those lovelorn tales that you told? Of course, gosh, yeah, it's a long one. Yeah, yeah, I've got a fantastic story um, of a a chap that lived in Derby in 1861. He was he was a widower. His wife had died, and he got got very fond of a of a, of a lady called Eliza Morrow. Uh, she lived in a very tiny little court courtyard called Court Number Four in Agard Street in Derby. Unfortunately, unbeknown to him, she was two timing him. She was seeing a soldier, and one day he, he turned up to visit her. Um, and as he got round the corner into, into the yard, he saw the two of them on the doorstep, um, very much in love, uh, canoodling, as we call it in England. Ooh, well, he wasn't very really happy, he didn't do anything. He went home, opened a fresh bottle of gin, uh, started drinking it, uh, and while he was drinking it, he was sharpening his cutthroat razor on the strap. He finished the bottle of gin, he was quite drunk, and he went all the way back to the house. Uh, she'd gone in by this time, there were three little boys playing, playing hopscotch in, in the yard. And he hammered on the door, and Eliza came out, opened the door, and unfortunately, she did the wrong thing because she started to, well, abuse him, slag him off, as we call it over here. She started telling him that she didn't want to see him anymore, that she had no longer loved him, and she was seeing a soldier. And I'm afraid he just lost it. He took the cutthroat razor out of his pocket, grabbed her by the hair, pulled her towards him, and slashed her across the throat. That's she fell on the... Yeah, she fell on the floor, uh, and unfortunately he bent down on top of her and continued cutting at her until he slashed her to bits. Um, He threw the razor down and ran off. The three little boys that were playing saw the whole thing and ran off, obviously. Uh, Went to fetch a doctor to try and save her life. She was still alive, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah, they carried her into the house, and a doctor came, and uh, unfortunately she died. 
in his arms while he was trying to stem the flow of blood. Um, Dick Thorley went to the local pub, bought himself two bottles of ginger beer and, and downed them and shook hands with the landlord because he knew he'd never see him again after what he'd done and set off home. He was arrested by a policeman on the way home um, and tried, sentenced, of course, for murder uh, and was the last man in Derbyshire to be hanged publicly. Wow. 20,000 people turned up to his execution. 20,000 people in a little town like Derby. Uh, the last man... Anyway, he was dead. Eliza, of course, was, was, was buried, and, and, but she's still around to this day. Um, on the site of her house, they built a mill. Um, funnily enough, we were talking about mills earlier, a hosiery mill called Ricknold Mill. And I've spoken to, I think, 20 people, 20 ladies, uh, usually on ghost talks with me, that have seen the ghost of Eliza Morrow still wandering around the mill to this day. Um, but they've now knocked the mill down and built student accommodation for Derby University, uh, which has spoiled my story a little bit. But, but people say to me frequently, do they ever see her ghost? Or do they see anything? And I always say to them, it depends what they've been smoking, really, doesn't it? <laughs> but, uh, but they do, they do. And there are still reports of Eliza Morrow. Um, her restless soul still haunts the area of flats four and five of, of the university accommodation. Um, doors open and close. They see an old lady, a lady, not an old lady, a lady in a blue dress with her hair in a bun disappearing down the corridor. I've spoken to cleaners that work there. I've spoken to security men that say that the only time they ever see her is when the students have gone home for the summer holidays and the building's quiet and there's no one there and they see this lady wandering down the corridor, the ghost of Eliza Morrow, that uh, to this day, it's probably the most prolific ghost we have in the city of Derby, um, seen by so many people. And I presume it's whether the nature of her death. Dick Thorley's ghost still haunts the jail, the prison where he was hanged. Mm. And people hear rattling of chains uh, and a guy with a rope round his neck wandering around the area where Dick Thorley was hanged in 1862. The last oh, man to be publicly hanged in Derby. Wow. I've got lots of them. Lots of them, but... Uh, so, yeah, a crime of passion, of course, because uh, he genuinely loved Eliza Morrow and, and obviously wanted to spend the rest of his days with her. But both their ghosts are restless and still haunt the areas where they died. Wow. I mean, that's that's interesting. Uh, doing research for the new book, I mean, we found a lot of uh, tales of uh, love gone bad, I guess you would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, there's, there's quite a few in England. I mean, we have a lot of stories in England, which will be interesting. Uh, uh, you didn't know the Wookiee Stables Caves one, but now you no, know, No, I didn't. Right? No, I'm really, really looking forward to this. I do, I do hope that somehow the, you can still get the forward into it, but... Uh, yeah, I will try. Anyways, we uh, we're, we're running out of time. I do, I do want to mention that this Thursday on Channel 5 Chronicle, I, Maureen and I will be on it. Uh, we were invest, doing an investigation. It's part of the Day in Life series, and so we will be on Chronicle. So it's time to wrap it up. Say good night and God bless. Look forward to talking to you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Deliver us. Come